0: Hey everyone, welcome to Refinery Life Church and welcome to another Thursday evening teaching. I'm so happy that you, you've been joining us through this series. And you know, if you're looking for a new church home, we're, we're halfway through December now. It's a time of year when people start thinking about going to church. Why don't you come and join us at the Refinery? We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 23 T.E. Peter's Drive at Broadbeach. and We'd love to see you there. We're a friendly church. We preach the Word of God. They're really only the two things you should be looking for. But we do have a great children's church. And if you're around the Yatla or Beanlee or Logan area or Pimpamar even, why don't you come and join us on a Sunday afternoon because we're now meeting at Yatla at 3pm. If you'd like more details, get in contact with us and we'll let you know where we're at. Why don't we join me in the Lord's Prayer now though? We pray the Lord's Prayer every time we meet because this was Jesus' model prayer when the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. This was his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So this week we're continuing our our series from the book of Colossians, and I, I encourage you, if you know someone that could benefit from these messages, send them the link now, just share it with them, like it, invite them to come and watch, because this is a devotional study of the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and it has the potential for bringing great blessings to the lives of those who participate. Wouldn't you want to share that with one of your friends? These messages from Colossians have been going for quite a few weeks. We've probably got a a few more weeks to go. So join us on Thursday evenings. And today we're going to talk about the garments of the ungodly. The text we're concentrating on is Colossians 3, 5 through to 7. If you've got your Bible, open it up. Let's read it together. I'm reading from the New King James Version, but you can read from whichever version you like. Verse 5 says, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Wow, that's a pretty harsh piece of scripture, isn't it? But if we look around ourselves today, there's, Nothing much changed. There's fornication, there's uncleanliness, there's passion and evil desire, covetousness. It's all idolatry. The scriptures we're going to work through today are Colossians 3, 5 through to 11. So let's read them again. Therefore put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him verse 11 where there is neither greek nor jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave or free but christ is in all sorry is all and in all how good is that we are a new man let's pray for offering if you're ready to sow hang on to it the details will be on the bottom of the screen father we come to you today because you made us you redeemed us lord and we acknowledge that every good and perfect thing comes from your bountiful hands make us good stewards lord of what you've given us and what you will give us it's by your grace that we've been brought with a price. And therefore, we desire to glorify you, Lord. Receive from our hearts and our hands, Lord, these gifts, and bless them and use them to your glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. The early church had an interesting custom for baptism. Baptisms are one of my favorite things of being a minister. Whenever a person came out of the water after having been baptized, he or she would be given a new, clean, shining white robe. And this robe was symbolic of the new life that that person had now received with Christ. New life in Christ demanded a new garment, a garment to match the demands of that life, clean and bright and shining. And this points up the truth that when you become a christian there are certain garments certain ways of life that you can no longer wear paul used the strong words that we saw earlier that christians must do these things to show, show us the things we shouldn't be doing what were the things that were inferior and false ways of life he used strong words to show us In Colossians 3.5, he used the word mortify, put to death. In verse 8, he used the words put off. The Greek term for put off was used for taking off clothes or removing garments. There are then certain garments that are ungodly that Christians must take off. As the Apostle Paul so often did in his writings, he tied ethical demands to theological truths. These clear-cut demands are tied directly to our relationship with Christ. That Christians are raised with Christ. That we will set our minds on the heavenly things. That we will share in the glory of Christ. Do you believe that? Let me encourage you, if you're not sure, start seeking the Lord, because that is what we must be believing. We must be setting our minds on the heavenly things and sharing in his glory. And since this is true, Christians must put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Paul said, I die daily. And then after the popular fashion of his time, Paul gave two lists. Each of five vices that Christians must put to death. These are the garments of the ungodly that must be removed from our lives. Let's look at them. First thing is certain desires. Certain desires are garments of the ungodly. This compilation of the signs of the flesh, or it is a compilation of the signs of the flesh. Notice that this list includes things that we often call the gross sins of the flesh. The list includes immorality, impurity, passion and lust, evil desire, covetousness. The comprehensiveness of the sins of the flesh is right there in front of us. Covetousness is included in this list of sins of the flesh. This is the desire to have more. A ruthless self-seeking. Some of us have probably been there ourselves. If we just had a bigger car or a bigger house or a better job or more money, that's covetousness. This sin ranges from the desire for more money to the desire for prestige. Some just want power. The scripture here indicates that this desire is idolatry. How could that be? The essence of idolatry, idolatry is the desire to get. The people set up idols to get more from their particular God. The conclusion of the sins of the flesh is the next thing we will look at. The result of these five sins is an invitation to God's wrath. If you're chasing those five things, you're inviting God's wrath into your life. God has a continual opposition to sin. He doesn't allow it. He allows no permissiveness. Sin doesn't have a place. It allows no relativism. Sin is still sin however you want to try and justify it. If it's sin in the Bible, it is still sin today. And these five sins that we've just discussed must be removed from the life of a Christian. And certain dispositions can be the garments of the ungodly. The compilation that we'll look at now is the sins of the Spirit, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy and slander. Filthy communication, swearing, doing the wrong things, speaking the wrong things. So often we hear preached the evils of drinking and drugs and gambling, but rarely do we hear preaching against the wreckers of life, like anger and envy and jealousy. Those things that really destroy life. wonder why that is. You know there's commands for Christian speech? If these matters of speech are turned into positive commands rather than negative prohibitions, then there are three laws for Christian speech. Let's look at them. Christian speech must be kind, must be pure, and it must be true. What are the conclusions that we have from the sins of the Spirit? The Apostle indicates that if a person continued to cling to those things as a pattern of life, There was no evidence of a changed nature in Christ. Something if you've been part of our church family for a while, you'll often hear me say, show me the fruit. What is the fruit of that person's life? Have you been a Christian for the last 40 years and attended church religiously every Sunday, attending all the life groups? But show me the fruit in your life. Are you still blaspheming? Are you still drinking? Are you still doing all these things that are sins? Our third thing this evening is certain distinctions are garments of the ungodly as well. We must remove the artificial, arbitrary barriers that divide us. How can we do this? There's a number of phrases in the passage that help us. Put on the new man. Renewed. After the image of him that created him. Christ is all and in all. That gives us some answers there, right? As we finish up this evening, these are the garments of the ungodly. Surely, through God's help, we will do all that we can to remove them. Remembering that if we... Sorry, that if it will have to be through Christ's strength, we can't do it ourselves. We can try... But it has to be through his strength. We can't do it. It has to be through his power. And it has to be through a new life. So I want to encourage you this week. Start seeking his help. Start seeking his strength. Start seeking his power so you can have that new life. And I really want to encourage you as I do every time we meet to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And if you allow him, he'll make you whole, spirit, soul, and body. And you're important to God, you know that already, but you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal his promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about, and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. This year, 2022, has been a year of repentance and blessings. But we're stepping into a new year, which is going to be a year of divine recovery and divine restoration. So get ready for it, church. Get ready for it. And until next time, Stay in the blessings.